ice cream, bring that ice boy. Walking on that side, yeah, they can't tell me why. Word, I don't even need no lies. Ayy, got my own little spy. Yo, what's good, family? Yo, we back with another episode, y'all. This is the Earn Time More podcast. It's the Earn Time More voice, hey. y'all. It's your boy, Concept, in the place to be with my main man, Faye Style. What's good? Faye Styles. What's going yes, on, sir. bro? Man, a lot going on, a lot going on, but uh, I can't complain. You know, everything's good over here. It may not man. be in your city, but shit, not man, in my man. city either. <laughs> the world is on fire once again, ladies and gentlemen. Um, before we start off this podcast, I would like to uh, give my respects and condolences to uh, Earl Simmons, a.k.a. Darkman X, a.k.a. DMX, you know what I'm saying? The legendary rapper DMX. Shout out to Yonkers. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Rough Rider family. Um, man, I remember the first time I heard I heard DMX. I don't know if you remember the first time you heard DMX. I mean, I, we were introduced to DMX. I say Rough Riders anthem. Stop yeah you know what i mean um our cousins actually uh shout out to ronnie and jesse they were big dmx fans that was their favorite rapper when we was growing up dmx you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. i tell you and, and and years later in my teenage years i took the time out to listen to, uh the album uh dark and hell is hot and i'll tell you what that one song damien that he had on his record where he's, where he's going back and forth with his inner demon, Damien uh, phase. Uh, you, ever, yeah. you heard that song? I heard that was, it, yeah. That was the day I realized that DMX he was just... Demons. No, but not even that. Like, he was just dope. Like, literally yeah. a dope-ass nigga who had, you know, he had his internal issues, but he was intelligent as fuck. Right, like, right. The way he could put words together and, and, and make you visualize... The story, the story that he's telling you in audio form that you could visualize it in your mind was yep. crazy for somebody who was quote unquote a drug addict. You know what I'm saying? He he was a legit lyricist because uh again a lot a lot of people you know they're, they're rappers right but they're not technically lyricists because I think it's a if you have the ability to tell a story in, in, in any way um you know. I guess in any story form and, and, and for your listeners to get it, um, that's a skill and right. he definitely had it. And, oh, uh, it's, it's crazy, man. Definitely a legend, definitely yeah. a legend. And, uh, you know in what somebody said in general, right. You, 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 uh, move close to the mic, but you, you, you know what somebody said, somebody was like, uh, the, this is how we felt when Pac died. I know people were saying the same thing around Nipsey. Right. And you know, no disrespect uh Nipsey and his fan base. I'm I'm a fan of Nipsey, you know what I'm saying? But DMX, bro, was literally the East Coast version of, of, of what, what Pac delivered for the West Coast in the terms of how he spoke to people's experiences, their pain, their trauma, how people were able to relate with him. And 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 then he threw in, you know, uh how he spoke to God. You know what I'm saying? Like the right. you know what I'm saying, and, and so. He was just dope, bro. Like, and and then I was watching when you know when, when we got the news that he finally passed. People were posting videos of their experiences of meeting DMX, like recent videos, and these are like regular people. I'm not talking about celebrities. And he was just so cool, calm. You know what I'm saying? He was open to his fans, and and he wasn't the type of dude who would bug on on people wanting to take pictures and shit. Like he understood mm. his power in that essence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's like uh, you know, some people 
they speak through rap, right? Some people use rap to make money. I, I felt like he was speaking through rap, um, you know, because we got a we got a piece of his soul in, in mm-hmm. part in every part of his uh, in, in most of his discography. I'm sorry, and um, it, it's just crazy. It's just crazy because you, you could just feel it even in his music that he he was dead serious about it. This was his life. This was his soul. Um, you remember and he was giving it to us, right? Yeah, you you remember. Uh, slipping when he came in, hey yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't yeah, get up. Yeah. Yo, you remember when he did the one track with uh, what with Cisco? What these bitches want from a nigga? <laughs> what about that one track he did with nigga. his grandma's son? Remember when he was talking about he was rapping about his grandma's? That that was literally <laughs> like like I don't think a lot of these young these young kids know because you know I got to talk about the vow disrespect that was going on, but there was a lot of people was like, yo, who's DMX? Why are y'all calling him a legend? He hasn't had a record out in 20 years. And, all, and you know, he hasn't been big since 20 years. And you know, all this stupid Look. shit. Like, dog, this man had a top selling single. And it was on 106 in Park in heavy rotation. Right. About his grandmoms, B. Like, <laughs> rappers ain't doing that no more. Like, that's literally, you know, uh, uh, in, in the school of Pac, like Pac had Brenda got a baby, you know what I'm saying? Or, or mm-hmm. a song to his mom that, that was a big record on the radio. You don't get these type of artists anymore. And I know they exist, but I'm saying mainstream doesn't, uh, 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 you know, focus in on these type of artists. Like DMX was definitely an icon. You remember when he oh, came, yeah. him and Aaliyah did that movie with Jet Li? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he played the bad guy, yep. Not, <laughs> but yeah, but you know... Yeah, Yep, and then and, you know, and then we did Belly, but we don't talk about Belly on this podcast, y'all. Um, we, we did, do not. Then he put a rat in, <laughs> on somebody's stomach. That was him, right? Nah, I think you you the you rat mixed, in the bucket. Nah, you you nah, mix okay, okay. Yeah, that's that that that, that was Tyrese. You talking about too fast, too sir, too furious? Oh uh, shit, my <laughs> fault, man. That's fucked up. I, I yeah, 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 yeah. I remember with uh. When Jay Z and DMX was was beefing at one point in time, this is when Jay Z, this is when DMX was the hottest thing on Def Jam. This is before Jay Z became the president of Def Jam. I remember when uh, Ja Rule and DMX was mad cool, and then they started beefing because Ja Rule started sounding like this nigga on records. You know what I'm saying? Like the, uh, you know, the voices were very similar and shit. Like exactly. Yo, the late '90s, early 2000s was a dope ass time for music, man. If you really think about it, a lot of uh, a lot of artists in general um, from rap took a lot from uh, DMX, right? I mean, even his ad libs were uh, was was fire. You know what I mean? Like if you think of ad libs, you wouldn't necessarily think of DMX, but uh, if it wasn't for him to put that template out there, right? Uh, a lot of these rappers now they they took pieces of DMX. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. You, you could definitely hear it in their music if you if you listen to new music now. Oh, are you talking about the uh, the inter- the last interview he had on Drink Champs with uh, Noriega? No, no, no. I'm just saying in general, like the whole ad lib thing. Uh huh. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of rappers, uh, took from him. Like, you know, he birthed a lot of rappers with the with the ad libs. Oh yeah, I mean, so to to the clip that I'm talking about, I'm I'm gonna play it, you know, on on, on the edits and all that. But uh, to the clip that I'm talking about, you know, it, it was funny because uh, Noriega was like. AOX, uh, you know, Pop Smoke was definitely uh, you and 50 Cent Baby. You know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. uh, DMX was like, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. When I heard him go, 
when he was like in the record, he was like, yeah, 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 uh-huh. I see what you're doing, I see what you're doing. But uh, then he was like, but uh, yeah, that yeah, that's our baby. But uh, 50, 50 held him. 50 is the one who carried him. <laughs> mm. He the one who had him. But yeah, yeah, that's our baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, yo, I remember. I remember that one time he was, you know, we gonna talk about it. It was funny. It was funny. It was, it was crazy, but it's funny. But it's DMX. We talk about DMX when he impersonated a police officer at the airport. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yo, I forgot about that. What the heck? Yeah, yeah, yo, DMX, man, yo, man, rest in power, brother, rest in power. DMX is now an ancestor, bro. That's that's all I gotta say, y'all. Um, we we we, we gotta we gotta always shut down. People who want to talk ill about this man's legacy. Um, and I'm gonna say this and in phase, cut me off immediately the moment you feel disrespectful. All right. I mean, you feel disrespected. So on Clubhouse, the day he died, there was a room started up by two trannies and a gay man, and it labeled DMX deserved to die. Jesus. And in the room, they were talking about a record he did called X is Coming, where there's there's a line where he said, uh, well, I don't know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna paraphrase it, but basically in a nutshell, he 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 was telling a man in the record, you know how DMX tells stories in the record, he was saying, um, I'm gonna basically I'm gonna torture you since you did this to me. And if you got a, a daughter who's the age 15 or older. I'm going to make you sit there and watch me da, 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 to her, right? Now, it's a record wow. that has context to a situation to the verse prior, but people wanted to focus on the one line. You know how this generation does with this, the hypersensitivity. Yep. And so when, when I heard that, me and my wife was like, what the fuck? So I was in the room like, yo, I would say, yo, why is it always y'all who want to come after a man who can't defend himself? Y'all did it with Kobe. When Kobe died, y'all tried to bring up the whole uh, case that he won. Well, not even won, but it, that 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 was proven not to be true with the white girl. Y'all tried to bring it back to tarnish this man's name after he died. Y'all did the same with, with uh, 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 Michael Jackson. It's just like, damn, yo, you know, black men cannot get the respect that they deserve even through death <laughs> at all you know it was like what was I the agree. purpose of that if, if you didn't have smoke for him while know. he was alive you can't have smoke for him while he's dead like what the fuck i don't know man I, uh, social media is a cesspool of, of tox toxicity right yes but there are gems to be found in that in that sea of trash yeah you just gotta know how to uh filter the bullshit mm-hmm. man yeah, it, it seems like everybody's just trying to create something to to go to, viral. Yeah, go, to go viral. Or, yep. it's, it's stupid. And, and when you use a man's death to, to do, do it. that, it's, it's oh, stupid. Yeah. You deserve your ass beat. That's what it is to be to be quite frank. You know what I'm saying? It's so, a yeah. troll, man. That, that whole thing was a, a trolling mm-hmm. uh, situation. And, and 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 got about 500 people into the room. But you know what? But there was not one person who agreed with them. And that's what it was black men who were all up on that stage shutting that shit down. We not doing that here. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? So right. So I come I commend all, all the men who got up there to tell uh the nigga bitch to shut the fuck up. Or the bitch nigga. Which one? Bitch nigga, nigga bitch. Who came first? That's crazy. 
I mean, did they say, "Oh, I'm a," you know, they introduced themselves, "I'm a, I'm a transgender." Like, yes, I, as you know. yes, yes. They're they were they were men who got the surgery done, like you know, shaved down Adam's apple, wearing mad weave, eyelashes, all that shit. So they present themselves as women. Oh, you saw it. It's, 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 oh, yeah, it's yeah. On Clubhouse, stage. on Clubhouse, you got your avatar. You got you got a picture of yourself. Oh, okay. so, yeah. And then then you have your social media linked on it, so you can visit these people's Instagrams and Twitter. So yeah, you got you got all that on. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hey man, hurt people, hurt people. And I guess if you're mm. in the ground, you know, mm. you're liable to, you know, be the last person to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say y'all coming after this man for something he ain't even been convicted of. He was these these are rap lyrics. So it doesn't mean that they were either true, true or false. Or it's false a story yeah. that he's telling, but but you know the person you really are upset with is the uncle that touched you, to begin with. But you know they didn't <laughs> want to have that conversation because those are real conversations. You know what I'm saying? Those are traumatic conversations. Instead of picking on somebody who can't defend himself, well, guess what? I was here to defend a man who couldn't defend himself. So yeah, <laughs> but let's talk about another nigga who needed to defend himself, and I'm gonna let him defend himself on this one. But apparently, it's not true. But who cares? The truth, the uh, the lies better than the truth, right? So, did you hear about Usher in the club, the, in the strip club, throwing Usher bucks? That's funny. <laughs> that, that's some shit, man. <laughs> hey, at, at first when I saw the Usher buck, I didn't have no context to the to, to the situation. So my initial thought was. Oh, this man got a because uh, I saw somebody on Twitter say, I don't give a fuck what y'all talking about. I'm still going to his concert. So I, it, I I was like, OK, he got a concert going. Maybe he 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 created these bucks to be used like how people use like uh, tickets to buy your first drink with or some shit like that. I was like, oh, that's dope. Right, you know what right. I mean? And then I found out that it was there's a rumor that he was throwing them shits in the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Is this like, well, a true story? The Breakfast Club and TMZ and Baller Report and all Shade Room, you know, all, all them outlets are saying that it is not true. Um, but mm-hmm. who gives a fuck? That shit is funny. So That's to me, funny. it's true. It's just... <laughs> oh, those moments were happy because I know he he shoot he threw a bunch of money. I know that. Oh yeah, those, those I would have came, like, came in there with like pay they rent and everything with that. Right. Oh yeah. And then they, they turned the dollar over and saw Usher's face. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, when I that, heard that. That shit was hilarious. Yeah, that's that, that shit was crazy though. That that that's that's some funny ass shit, man. Usher bucks. <laughs> Usher bucks, and that nigga's face was all there. Shit, it looked like a real dollar though. Besides the fake ass, you know, his face being on there, but it was just. Mm. Isn't that illegal? I mean, I oh, you said it was for promotional purposes, right? For like, his, I don't uh, know what it was for now. Now that they're saying that he wasn't throwing it in the in the club at the strippers. At, at first, I assumed it was a promotional piece when I saw it, but then that was that that's not the story that was going around. It's like a Willy Wonka ticket, right? Right, but just, exactly. just in the strip club. Exactly. <laughs> he was getting free dances and everything. <laughs> nah, ain't no free dances. He well, yeah, I guess so, right? Because they thought he was right. he was paying them. <laughs> that's did. funny. That's funny. Nah, That's I'm funny. pretty sure he didn't do that. That's right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, man. So, uh, in other news, man, you know, John Boyega finally getting his just due. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, you got a lot of uh, Caucasian people, or, or what is it? Now they, they now they want to be called Scandinavians, right? Uh, you know, people of the, the northern, ah, like the Norse people, Scandinavian. Niggas from Iceland, Greenland, all that shit, whatever. Um, 
but these these Caucasian people uh, now coming to John Boyega's defense, you know, trying to play that whole white liberal game about um, how they how the Chinese uh, advertisements or promotions for Star Wars did this nigga John Boyega. Uh, you know, did you did you see the poster back for the Force Awakens? John oh, Boyega yeah. was was wasn't even on the poster. Yeah, I think he was like a tiny. Yeah, he was like at the bottom, and it, it looked like he was a side character, but he was supposed to be one of the main characters right i still yeah. believe that disney went and went back to the drawing board and changed up john boyega's character just because they didn't want to receive the, the uh the backlash that they were but people were assuming that they were going to give them oh yeah man you know how businesses are like in america it's not cool to be you know racist or, or have any um you know have have their marketing schemes hide black people but that that shit goes out the window when you try to advertise internationally, you know. Right. They 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 adhere to how the audience will feel, and that's fucked up. Yep. No, big facts. Big facts. Yeah. Um, Paul Pierce, did you uh to continue that story that we did uh last last episode last week? Um. So apparently, uh, a shout out to to our nigga friend of the room, friend of the podcast, uh, my man West. He uh he was saying that you know basically Paul Pierce was already on the outs with ESPN prior to this uh situation, right? Mm-hmm. So, but then I just got whim the other day that there were some um quote unquote anti-Semitic comments that Paul Pierce made about the Jewish community. Oh, uh man. so yeah, man, you Don't know fuck with them niggas ain't learned from Nick Cannon. They will bend you over backwards, chew you up, and spit you out. No matter how much money you make. You, yeah, man. Look, I'm I'm you ain't winning that battle. Right. We having a conversation with me. I'm all for freedom of speech, but you gotta understand when you on these motherfuckers' platforms, yeah, they could do whatever. Like they they could literally take this podcast off of YouTube if they felt like it. If I said something anti-Semitic, you know what I mean? I'm I'm in full understanding that and I and I'm 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 hundred percent prepared. For a consequence, if it ever made me want to say something like that, you know what I'm saying. But um, if you want to talk speech. your mind, create your own platforms. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Freedom so, of speech uh, and freedom of the of the backlash that comes from the freedom of speech. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So you know, Paul Pierce, yo, keep your head up, bro. You you said you got it. I still Ta-da. think you hurt. I know you hurt. It's okay. You know, when 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 money slows down, you're always gonna be hurt. But you know, if they, you know, the saying is. Once you know how to make money, you're always gonna make money. Period. It don't matter what it what it's you know what the avenue is, you're always gonna make money. So uh, you don't think so? Well, the thing is, he Paul Pierce made a lot of his money um, from a an in, institution, I guess, or like uh, from the you know the NBA. Mm-hmm. So now that he's out of the NBA, now that he's not being funded by the NBA. He has. I mean, I'm not sure if he's done other ventures of uh, being that's, entrepreneur that's and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, that's what I was yeah. about to say. It, I, I would assume, you know, uh, we were talking about Shaq the other night, and this goes to the Paul Pierce part, point. When Shaq first got drafted to the NBA, uh, he went and bought himself a Wraith. Or was it a Royce Royce? Whatever. He bought himself an expensive-ass fucking car that, that cost the... the, the price of most niggas homes or even more than that right right and his father said to him damn i always wanted one of those 
So he took his father to the dealership and bought him one. And basically, he uh, used up all the money from his sign-off bonus after he bought a house, bought his parents' cars, did all this. You know what I'm saying? You know, the, the typical story that you hear from the NBA player. And, you know, I'm going to bring up the Jewish community again. Uh, he stumbled upon this uh, Jewish accountant. And the, the guy told him, he said, hey, man, you're not going to, if you continue to live your life this way, you're not going to have any money by the time you retire, which is 30-something years old. People don't realize that most basketball players are done once they reach around 30. So that's retirement for an NBA player, even a football player, right, around right. that time. So 10 years go like that. You know what I'm saying? So he, him, him and his guy are, are still in business to this day. Look at Shaq. Shaq owns multiple franchises in Krispy Kreme. I just got wind that he owns some shit in, in, in McDonald's. Like, and then what he's doing with ESPN, not ESPN, TNT, and what he's doing, you know, behind closed door, mad shit that he's doing. So, you know, back to Paul Pierce, you know, I'm when I say that once you know how to make money, you're always going to know how to make money. So if he's investing, which I'm assuming, which I'm hoping that he is, he'll be all right. <laughs> he'll literally be all right. You always hear uh, stories about, like, you know, Jewish best friends. Mm -hmm. um you know putting putting niggas on game because i mean if you think about it if you're in that industry the only the only you know i don't know man black people sometimes are shady especially when you make a certain amount of money because they they want to stay up and if you if you if they feel like you're surpassing them they want you to be down with them so sometimes you do gotta have someone outside the circle help mm -hmm. you out who's willing to help you out and, and, and spread knowledge so you know, big ups to the the Jewish people um, are the Jewish best friends because you hear a lot of stories like that. Right. You know, they, they know how to manage their money, or whatever, and and they pit but, some black people on game. Yeah, but, but we gotta watch out with that because uh, even though what you said, what you're saying is what we all agree to be true, um, there are people in the Jewish community who find what you said actually pretty much offensive, and it's because the the stereotype of how Jewish people are good with money is literally what they that they're saying is the reason why the uh the Nazis did what they did to them in the Holocaust is because they believed that they controlled the money because they were so good at money but they all worked in the banking industry over there in in Germany you know so even though oh, okay to us, we would be like, I don't see how that's a, a negative stereotype. But like, I heard an Asian man said, and I'm gonna bring that up for a second too. But I heard an Asian man said that it's it's actually stereotypic, uh, it's a stereotype, and it's actually derogatory to actually tell an Asian person that they're smart, because it, it's a stereotype to assume that all Asians are good at math and smart. So they're saying that it's 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 uh caused a lot of harm to them, and in, in at least in this country, simply because people automatically assume certain stuff so they they are they come with a form of jealousy or hate towards them or you know because right. of what they believe is the reason why they're so successful well i mean no no offense to them definitely um uh but i you know i definitely understand just moving around the world that there's stereotypes on um how minorities are, are looked like are looked at especially mm -hmm. being a black person <laughs> mm -hmm. you know that there's a stereotype that you're going to fuck up something or, or you're lazy or you're going to show up late or, or, you know what I mean? That, I had to tell, I had to tell him, I said, I wish we had your stereotype. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I would take that 
over any day we of the have. week. Mm-hmm. I was I was telling my wife um, because my wife is a uh, Southern, and um, you know she goes over to we go over to her family house and um, you know there's like a, there's, a, there's an obvious code switch right where you know there's some ebonics going on and, and it's not because anybody's not intelligent. But is because this is how they talk with each other, right? It's just, they're used to being they're comfortable around comfortable each other. and stuff like that. Yep. And then, and then I see, you know, I see my wife reverting back to being comfortable too. And I was like, you know, that's cool. But you know, um, I'm, I'm a strong believer that the way you talk, you should talk that way everywhere, because when because you don't have to be cultural. You know what I mean? You will always be yourself, and you you wouldn't have to worry about like, dang, am I speaking wrong or my um using slang that i'm not aware of you know uh, i see a lot of black people um they do a lot of code switching but sometimes they they fuck up <laughs> and they fuck up around uh, around the wrong person because they get wrong too group. comfortable Read they get the too room. happy yeah yeah mm-hmm. they, you, you ever go like i mean you're at work right and you get comfortable you you, you see these people eight hours in a day eventually you're going to get comfortable right and then when you get comfortable you revert back because when you comfortable, that's mm-hmm. that's the speech that comes out of your mouth, and it's scary. But uh, that, that's how I view. It. You yeah. should always talk the same way you talk to everybody else. That's so. funny that you said that one part because I, I saw a video on uh, Instagram and the guy was like, he was sitting in his car. He just parked this car because he's getting ready to go into work, and he said, he said, man, fuck, let me go and grab this shit and get my ass in here and act fake. For the next eight oh, hours, I don't oh, like these buddies. You saw that shit. <laughs> oh man, yo, I'll be like, damn, yo, y'all niggas really hate Mondays. I don't have this feeling. My now, I feel that way, but I feel that way like midday into work. It's not like I, I get up at work, I get to work and be like, man, fuck. You know what I mean? Like you understand, like nigga, if you hate your right. job, go get you another one or create you something so you ain't got to work. Right. Motherfuckers no more. That's funny because like I knew exactly how he felt. Every, everyone feels that way. Everyone hates their job eventually, right? But then that's when you know in yourself that dang man, I, I feel stuck. I, I feel like people feel stuck when they when they have to curse or they have to feel some type of way about a, a job. Like they know they have to go there and um there's no there's no second option. So that's right. when you feel stuck and you start cursing and you start being upset about you know how things are and um yeah look, i agree with you sometimes you have to leave and but if you feel stuck you just gonna feel angry and you're no, gonna shout it out facts. to the world yep big facts so oh, i like man. i like to say this man um just to just to touch on dmx one last time before we oh, yeah. uh we conclude this um i saw a post today and this is great I'm going to post this on the Earn Time More podcast page on Instagram and on Twitter at D-E-T-O pod. Um, eight things DMX taught us. You ready for this phase? Yep. You whack. You twist it. Your girl's a hoe. You broke. The kid ain't yours and everybody knows. Your old man say you stupid. You be like, so? I love my baby mother. I never let no. her go. <laughs> <laughs> yo, shout out to Earl Simmons, yo. Rest in peace, brother. So let's get into the topic at hand, man. I'm going to put on my serious face because I got a lot of built up anger, a 
lot of built up tension. And I think I get wow. this way and I haven't been this way since Mike Brown. I'll say that. And there's been many of people who have passed since then. Um, but um, like, you know, Sandra Bland, uh, Breonna Taylor, you know what I'm saying? George Floyd. Right. But uh, when I see kids, like literally kids, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's when I start to have an issue. So let me play this short clip real quick and we're going to come back and, and we're going to we're going to have a little discourse uh, uh, talking about this, man. So listen. Oh, wow, she said taser, 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 taser. taser. But and what she was pulled that? out a gun. Right, right. Jeez. So, yo, that was Kim Porter, y'all. She just recently just resigned two hours ago. Um, and the police chief Damn. of Brooklyn Center. Is it is it Minnesota? Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. Um, he just resigned, too. So the, this Whoa. that video we all just watched was the murder, the assassination of Deontay Wright. You got any uh, words of face? That's crazy. Um, man, I mean, dang, why? I don't even know what to say because. Well, let me say this before you that. Let me say this. Let's just open it up like this. So Deontay Wright is a 20 year old child. 20 year old yeah. child. That's any other kid. With a kid of his own who was only 18 months old, his son. That's who he leaves behind. He was in a car that his mother gave him, gifted him two weeks ago, meaning that this car still has dealer tags or does not have, you know what I mean? It, it, or it does not have a license plate. So he had to get a temporary tag. Okay. Understand these context clues. It's for the audience. And so uh, apparently he had an air freshener on his rear view mirror in his car. In the state of Minnesota, it is illegal. It's actually a traffic violation to have anything obstructing your view in a windshield. Okay? Those are the clues. Now, listen to the story. Uh, Brooklyn Center Police uh, uh, pulled this man over. Well, this child over. I'm going to keep calling him a child because l l let's just keep it a, a buck face. The boy was a kid. 20 years old, you don't understand life. You don't know life. You don't even know what to do, let alone you being a parent at 20. Boy. You know what I'm saying? You 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 trying to figure yourself out, let alone now you got to figure out how to raise this kid into a man, and you ain't even developed yourself into a man yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you you, you did say something uh, otherwise last podcast, but I'm, I'm gonna ignore it. No, 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 say, no, say it. Just say it. Hold me accountable. Say it. You, what did, you I did. You we were talking about little Nas X. Uh, you did say, oh, I hate hearing people say that he's a kid, but he was on, he's only 21. You know, <laughs> well, then, yeah, but yeah. but I did still say, OK, that's that's no, I agree with you. But then let's hold it back on to him. He's still accountable as an artist, because even though he's a child, His he's team still, is definitely. Yeah. 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 And but he's still cognizant of what he's doing in that essence of the, the art that he's created. But in this instance, so 
of course, this boy, you, you know, you, you got a lot of white Republicans. You got even white liberals. Let's just keep it a buck, man. Fuck, fuck all that uh, uh, political shit, right? So the police officer said that they pulled him over due to expire tags. First of all, how can a car that was just purchased two weeks ago have expired tags? This is this is what I'm saying. But then you have a lot of ignorant motherfuckers out here focusing on the fact that he resisted arrest while the police officer was trying to cuff him. He did try to slip away from the cops. That's what he did. That's literally what he did. Right. If if you motherfuckers don't understand what anxiety is and never had an anxiety attack. Shut the fuck up. Because I'm going to tell you this right now. I used to suffer bad from high levels of anxiety. And I'm going to tell you this. When you're when you're having an anxiety attack, you don't even know what the fuck you're doing. All you're trying to do is prevent yourself from getting or trying to remove yourself from what's causing the anxiety, currently causing the anxiety. Right. So there were people on the Internet talking about, well, why the fuck would you resist arrest? You get, He got what he deserved. Listen, man, uh. if the first thing that popped in his mind, his what is it, phase? Is it his adrenaline is running? He's, he's 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 suffering from anxiety right now, and it's like I don't want to go to jail. Oh my god, I'm about to go to jail. Oh my god, there's literally right. people who who run simply because they're afraid. Not once in that video were those cops in danger, were their lives in danger for a police officer to pull out a firearm and shoot somebody. I could understand if that boy turned that car around and aimed it at those cops. Right, that now their mm-hmm. lives are in danger. I can understand if that boy pulled the gun out or was scruffling for a gun, but the man, the boy, literally hopped in the car and pulled off. And she was prevent trying to prevent him to pull off. And she said, "Taser, taser, taser!" And she shot him. And this is what I'll sum it up to, Faze, and, and I'll leave the floor to you after this. Cops hate taking L's. They literally hate niggas getting away. <laughs> Speech. Oh man! I was about to say you speechless. <laughs> I, I I still am because like You're trying to process it. Because even if it was like uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm doing this thing where I try to protect my energy. So, um, I I seen mm. I seen I seen the videos, but you know, it's one of those things where you just see so much of it that you already seen it before. Um, oh it, man, it it's just it shit's crazy. It's it's like what if she was. What if she did think that she had a taser? You know, how, how many cases was this a thing? You know what I mean? This 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 is probably not the first time this happened. Um, dang, you just took a man's life because you made a mistake. You know, it that's why holding cops accountable is very important. Like that's why this whole thing that happened in 2020 is, is very important and needs to be fixed. I don't know what the solution is yet. Um, but something needs to happen. And I- and, and Biden uh, you know, I, I don't think he did a good job. Uh, I, I'm probably jumping the gun here. I don't think no, he no, did no. A good you, job. you want it? Go ahead. You want it? Phase yeah. spitting. Phase is spitting. <laughs> that motherfucker's spitting. Let's I really go. don't. I, I really don't think he did a. Um, you know, he, he did a um, a safer version of what Trump would do with, with the whole, you know, racist people going against Black Lives Matter. I, I think he did the same thing. Well. You know, we don't understand a misunderstanding of, of the cops and we still need all the information. Like, no, this, this, it's a direct information. Uh, the woman shot him with a gun. 
for a simple uh you know whatever traffic violation not not traffic violation but no, it was a traffic violation they yeah, said for, tests. yeah for yeah. a simple traffic violation and someone that, that you're you're a black man you're a risk it's a risk uh for your life for a simple traffic violation it's just it's just crazy i don't know i'm i'm speechless it's you made a mistake and what happens to the girl like what she she just resigned yeah, nothing she resigned. else happens she resigned and 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 that's and and that's my biggest issue because we all know by now i think everybody everybody at least black men and black women at this point we all should be very 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 knowledgeable of how this system operates right these police officers either get they either resign or they get fired but they still become police officers in a whole nother district in a whole nother state. You understand what I'm saying? So is that really fixing the problem? No, it's not fixing the problem. Cause all it is, is removing that troubled individual or that sick motherfucker from this city and moving them to another city. And now people in that city now got to deal with this. Suffer, yep. Man, look, Jeez. you know, we could talk about solutions, 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 right? Um, but let, let's let's look at it this way, right? Now understand where this is coming from. I thought it was my taser. I thought it was my apartment. I thought I saw him or her with a gun. I thought he was selling loose cigarettes. I thought she was there alone. I thought she was getting smart with me. Their thinking equals terrorism for us and i'm tired of it literally tired of it so i thought I, it was my taser that's kim porter right here on deontay Wright. i thought it was my uh apartment amber geiger Bokum john she killed that man walked into his own apartment you feel me listen to this one i thought he was selling loose cigarettes i can't breathe no you know what i mean like literally this is the problem here, Faze, and what you and you said it earlier. This is the problem. So if we're all going to sit over here and recognize that police officers are humans and they make mistakes, then we also have to hold the system accountable for allowing humans to police humans and hold humans the same way that you hold other civilians accountable by locking their fucking ass up when they shoot and kill somebody. Instead of doing this this whole little charade that they do where, you know, the man is or, or woman in this instance is not behind bars with a bond or no bond set and issued a court date like that should be immediately. Look, look what's going on. This 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 town that this happened in phase is 10 miles away from where George Floyd was. Yep. The uh, what's his name? Is it Derek Shavens, the the police officer who killed George Floyd, is in court right now. Mm. Tensions are high. You as a police officer in a town next to the city where this is going on, why isn't it registering your head that your day to day process you need to be extra careful right now? Because everything is hypersensitive because this trial is going on. You know why? Because these people don't care. Black men hold no value in this society. 
Nobody sees a purpose for us being here. Literally, we're at war with our women. We're at war with the LGBTQ community within the black community. We're at war with white supremacy. Talking about black men. Literally at war with everybody. Black Lives that one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter just purchased a compound in Los Angeles for $4.5 million. Where she get this money from? All the money that was uh, 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 sent to the Black Lives Matter organization is 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 it it's for the organization. Black Lives Matter hasn't even started up one college fund. Nothing for the community, for the people that they say that they're here to protect. They they profited off of dead black men. Are we all understanding what's going on here? This isn't the first time, right? I think what black men now need to do is black men need to be the loudest motherfuckers in the room right now. Nobody should be speaking for us. There should be no no members of the, the Black Lives Matter organization speaking for us. Sadly, and I hate to say this, any member of the LGBTQ community who identifies as gay or trans over being black and a male needs to take a, a seat and sit back in the audience and wow. allow men who identify first as black men to speak. Black women should not, they they don't even need to be on the platform right now. Because the reason why I'm saying this, phase and, and please cut me off anytime you want to say something, because I know I ramble. But for far too long, everybody's been speaking for us. And, and, and I, I think our voices have been uh, muffled. Yeah. Yeah. And it's time Muted. that we, we take charge again. It's literally time because something what we've been doing ain't working, y'all. It's, it's literally not working. Nah, I don't think it ever worked. Um, I mean, it worked in the past. Uh, we we can definitely we're like a symbol for help. You know what I'm saying? Like if anybody wants to, um, you know, make make whatever, I guess whatever they're trying to do clear, you put a black man as, as on the flag or as as the symbol. Because that means help me. <laughs> We're in distress. Right. Uh, I, I I don't agree with the whole. You know, if you're a gay man, sit back. No, or, no. L listen to listen to what I said though. You said a gay man that doesn't identify. If you, if as you don't identify, yeah. No, if you yeah, if you yeah, that's what I said. You're right. If you don't identify as a black male first over being gay and a member of the LGBT community. Mm fall back that's what i said because we we need people to because i don't want the the conversation to center around your gayness or, or or not not your gayness i don't mean to offend but you're the fact that you're a homosexual over the fact that you're a black man first like i don't that it's not time for that to be the, the focal point of of the movement let's talk about black men that's what that's why i said what i said yeah. because that's what tends to happen yeah i'm black but i'm also gay and then this is not the time for it. You understand what I'm saying? Um, I heard this. Now, what do you think about this as a solution thing, right? So I heard this. Of course, you have the the loud people in the room phase who, which I agree with, who feel like um, if you have a son, what would you do if a police officer killed your son? And the, the consensus of what I've been reading and, and listening to is that a lot of black men say, oh, that's a dead man walking. 
like literally you take one of my kin i'm coming for you right that's just a natural reaction of of, of right. people in general and then um i heard you know black people need to start we 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 really need to find something that's going to connect us all in terms of uh, uh spending money with ourselves so we can create institutions and have money for, and, and, and create like uh like how um uh uh you know, just just creating certain things like a an all black lawyers situation for shit like this, so we can we can change policies and and stuff like that, right? And, and start raising money so we can start funding politicians to to give us what we want. Because shout out to the Asians and the, and 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 the, the Hispanics, you know, Joe Biden out here giving uh, 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 illegals uh, fifteen million dollars in funds set aside for illegal immigrants, but you know. But they have policies. They have people who are fighting for these things, right? Yep. So another person said, black people really need to invest in life insurance. And I was like, life insurance? And it was like, think of it this way. You get killed by the police, but you have life insurance. Who got to pay out money? These life insurance companies. And when and the, at the rate that black people are being killed by the police, <laughs> when these life insurance companies um have to pay out all these all these deaths now they're gonna be like hold up now now we losing money <laughs> right funny. these police unions right that's that's why these police officers are um protected it's because these police union they're they're they're, they're protected by the police union we need to start right. suing these police unions so so but, black people have to be actually be a part of of society and, and um is capitalistic um <laughs> We need to do everything. We need to do everything. Right, right, right. We need to do everything. Literally, we need so to be a like, part. Yo, you're, killing, you're killing our um, uh, what's it called our our uh, not employees. Oh fuck, our customers. Yeah, you're killing our customers. This, this is the way I, we we make money. Now we're now we, we need, need them to life. live long so they now can I care. <laughs> now I care, but but that's the thing. It's like we don't have enough of y'all uh, to to actually react anything you you don't you, your death does not uh define how our business is run for that year or or how our capital or revenue is is defined that year that's some real shit <laughs> yeah when i heard that i was like boom you know what i mean like be part be a part of the society the thing is is is, is funding is or the money that we have we, we we don't trust no one and so when you don't trust anybody you can't be part of the society we we hide money under mattresses oh well, i don't but i'm just saying like i mean i and i get that but like when you're not a part of society when you're not um you know you're not part of the percentage or there's no percentage of you affecting business then why should i fucking care <laughs> that's well, the thing you know, and, and it goes because i'm 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 a firm believer of i'm a segregationist right i, I believe in black people segregating but to go where? No, I, I believe I believe that us here in America, we do deserve our own our own nation. The Jamaicans have their own nation. The Nigerians have their own nation. You know, and they were all affected by white supremacy, racism, white supremacy. Slavery. That's an idea, but that ain't never happened. No, it's, it's it's an idea. No, no, great. No, no, I understand what you're saying, but I do believe that we um we we at least need our own Chinatown. I don't think we can do that anymore. I I, I think black people we we are so corrupt that we don't even trust each other. You know, we will rather go don't, to don't don't say corrupted. Say that we're so traumatized. 
Yeah. Don't say corrupt because it make it make it seem like we're we're the villains in this story and we're not the villains in this story. Well, I mean, well, yeah, I guess traumatized is the best is a better word because it's it's not us it's not us doing it to ourselves. It's it's uh it's a mindset that was created off of a of a trauma. Yeah. Right. And, and and you know, I, I said a couple of things this week that I understand this is trauma. Uh, I live in Decatur where I'm surrounded by most of the businesses or most of the employees of these businesses are run by black people and they fuck up my food order. You know what I mean? And you get upset. You're like, dang, man. So you avoid putting money in the people who's fucking up your order all the time. You, you go up the block to uh, Chick-fil-A, which is in the, the white area. Them niggas and fuck then, up my order too. That, sometimes they do too, but then you in your mind, you're like, man, why do they keep fucking up shit? But that that's in your mind. You, you don't go that's to the extremes. Up. Yeah. That's fucked up. But the reality is, I mean, the majority of people that's working are black. <laughs> so this is all I see. So I, I, I blame what I see. And it's just the fucking area that I'm in. It, that doesn't mean if I go a couple blocks up where the majority of them are Hispanic, that I'm not getting the same service. I'm probably getting the same service. <laughs> and they might fuck up my order too. Yeah, they will. I've had it happen this whole week. My my wife, and this is not to get off the top, we're gonna get back ordered, but the phase brought this up. My wife has been on a fucking DoorDash spree. And I had to tell her today, I said, baby. That's a lot of money. Yeah, we gotta you got we gotta chill. Yeah. We got you got we gotta chill. But you know, um this place called Blue Cantina got some great tacos on over there in East Atlanta Village. Fucked up our order. And you know, the first thing we did, we was cussing the motherfucker out the whole drive over there to go pick the shit up. Cause you know, once you, once you get the DoorDash to come out, they ain't gonna go back and go get your other shit. And I'm not paying for another DoorDash to come and pick the shit up that they missed. Right. But come to find out it was, it was Blue Cantina. It wasn't the DoorDash. Right. And, the, and Blue Cantina is ran by white people. Mm-hmm. So that, I didn't feel I didn't feel too bad cussing them out. And the only reason why I say that, and that's not a diss to white people, is because we get like like Faye said, we get a little bit too comfortable cussing out our old, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's got to spread the love a little bit. You know what I mean? Cuss out, cuss out everybody. If you gonna cuss niggas out, cuss everybody out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Share the love. Don't don't blame. Uh, yeah. Don't don't up. blame don't blame who. Oh, don't nah, blame the fact. Don't don't yeah. blame the fact. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gonna leave it on on, on that. We not gonna say okay. Right, you call them all thing. types of names. Call them niggas. Call you know all <laughs> types of names. Just because they fucked up your order, but you know, I mean, it, it may not even be them. It, it may be how um their their service is run. How how uh you know these white funded companies uh created their service manual. You know, what I mean, it, it may right. not even be that them. Right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. uh did you uh see the situation that happened with that uh the lieutenant in the army yeah that's that's crazy man i i have a i had a conversation about this it's like you gotta be a black man of status uh for people to but think, he but he was think twice no no i was not saying but for people to think twice you know what i mean you gotta be a black man of status. if you're not a comedian if you're not no famous person you're not a basketball player if you're not seen on tv you just a nigga. You know what I mean? If if you're wearing a if you're an army person and you're wearing a a, a uniform, know, a, a uniform, then you know, maybe you think twice a little bit, but you still a nigga at the end of the day. It's like it's sad. That's right. that whole thing was sad. It's been a bad right. week. 
No, it's been a bad week. I mean, but it's it's just a reality for black men, though. But I mean, but 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 listen, Everything. it is right. So so shout out to all y'all out there who have this perception in your mind, or at, at least allow things to, to to change your perception of your reality, right? And understand that y'all, the ones of y'all that who are out here trying to convince people that um, Deontay Wright uh, should have never resisted. So this story right here with um, Second Lieutenant. Karan Nazario, uh, he was uh, pulled over for, uh, by the police for having his dealer tag. Here we go. Another traffic violation, another traffic stop uh, phase. His dealer tag, his, his, he didn't have a license plate on the back of his car. So because he didn't have a license plate, he had a dealer tag. And his dealer tag was not in the actual holster for the license plate. It was in, oh, shit, my light just went out. Anyways, it was it was in the... um. It was in his rear view window, so you can still see it. You know, I, you, you see people ride around with it when they when they're a license plate holder or the, the screws that are there are not existent or not there. Um, so he got pulled over, and instead of pulling over immediately where the where the police officer turned the lights on, he decided to drive to a well lit, um, gas station. Do I agree with him going to a well-lit gas station where there could have been public people there, if not, or at least a, a, a lit one, a one that had a bunch of lights so they could see what's in my car? I agree with it 100%. But technically, he was resisting arrest, too, if we want to keep it a buck, right? right. Now, when the police officers got out the car, they they got out with it. They're frustrated. <laughs> frustrated. Their, their adrenaline was high. They uh you know what I'm saying? They, they had their guns drawn at this man in his vehicle. Right. And all he wanted to know was, what's going on? <laughs> right? Now, granted, thank God they <clears throat> only pepper sprayed him. Bless you. Uh, they, only, they, only, they only pepper sprayed him. But they could have killed him, too, if they wanted to. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And did you see the... Uh, there's another video going around where... Uh, after he got pulled out of the car, the police officer who was yelling at him and told him, you better get out the car. You about to ride the lightning. Talking about he was yeah, going to tase right. him. Right? right? You heard that part? Like, what the fuck was that? I didn't know what that meant. I thought that was like, you're going to ride in the back of the the, the fucking police car. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, right? No. But I had to play it back a few times. And he, st- and he had, that's when he put his gun in his holster and pulled out his taser. So I put two and two together. He's talking about tasing him. So he pepper sprayed him not once but three times. Yeah. His dog was in the back. That's fucked up. I can't even breathe. Yeah, yeah. He he said, "Y'all done fucked up. Y'all done fucked up." Well, anyways, when they got him out the car phase, he said, "Um, he was like, yo, I only brought y'all over here because I'm in fear for my life, and I want y'all to be able to see that I don't have any firearms on on me." Um, and 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 the cop said, "Oh, I, I understand that, but you got to understand where we're coming from too." No, the fuck, I don't. You understand what I'm saying? Right. In 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 this is this hyper sensitive, high tension environment that we are living in now, where everything is recorded, and we're seeing black men getting killed every day for the most part, at least I'm twice. A month. Yeah. You got to understand that we are taking extra measures to make sure that we live. Mm-hmm. Shit, if I drove my ass the fuck home, where I feel safe, that's what it is, and I'll go to jail for evading the police. But you got to understand why people are running like this. It's anxiety. That was an anxiety attack. Oh, shit, I'm getting pulled over by the police. Let me find a well-lit area. Right. P- 
people are calling they're saying that black people just don't listen you're not understanding that black people are literally scared can, can we pull up the tapes of, of white people that get pulled over and curse off you know curse the police officer off and do all you know and and still live like come on man no that's we we can, i mean we we can do that but it would be a wasted opportunity because they're not going to understand this simply because their privilege you're not supposed to shoot white people that's that's that, i mean like i've been watching a show on netflix which i think you not netflix on on prime amazon prime which if y'all ain't watching it uh watch it it's called warrior it's about the uh, late 1800s when the uh, Asians were coming into San Francisco and, uh, you know, they, they lived in Chinatown and they were only allowed to live in Chinatown. And they had the Irish who lived in San Francisco as well. Well, if anybody knows about the Irish, the Irish, the majority of your police officers in, in heavily Irish populations like Boston and in New York and in and, and, uh, uh, and San Francisco are also Irish. So there was a there was a scene where the Irishmen were 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 trying to get one of these uh one of the Chinese men so they could hang him. And they they got him and they hung the man. And the police officer, one of the police officers pulled out a gun to, to, to shoot one of the Irishmen. And and and, and the, the leading sergeant said, Hold up, um, we're not about to fight our own. Okay. <laughs> so so this is why white people are allowed to get with the, away with a lot of the shit that they do. Because they're not going to kill, or it's only natural not to fight your own people. It's only natural. Black people are the only motherfuckers who don't understand this shit. Tribalism is literally the only reason why we were able to be abducted into slavery. Because if all black people weren't still fighting, you know, uh, fighting amongst themselves due to tribalism during the time of the transatlantic slave uh, um, trade. We would would have been able to unify and fight these motherfuckers off of the shores of Africa. Literally, black people don't understand. That's why niggas got to unify. That's the only way you're gonna be able to, to, to defeat the devil. Farrakhan been telling us this, but niggas ain't listening to Farrakhan because they got a uh, 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 you know they they don't believe the fact they don't believe in shit he's saying because just simply because he's Muslim. That's a form of tribalism in itself. <laughs> Yo, like, I don't know, Faze, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have, I have no solution. I uh, well, I, I like the one about the insurance company, though. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you definitely the the best way to beat the man is is to be beat him at his own game. Beat him at his own game. Join the game. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> are still in the in the starting zone. You know what I'm saying? And. They're not even, you know, this is monopoly, right? You, you're not even buying property. You're not even, mm. you're not even a risk to society. Mm. So yeah, you're expendable. You know, mm. that's, that's you're replaceable. You're replaceable they, too. You're bringing these motherfuckers in left and right. You're replaceable. If they commit a genocide today, would would America change? I mean, I mean, they would look bad. They'll get a bad rep, but I mean, America already has a bad rep, right? So it's just, it's just right. it is. I mean, you look at it like uh, somebody said uh, earlier to me at work. They were like, uh, black people are not playing chess. Everybody else is playing chess. And it was like, shit, black people ain't even playing checkers. These niggas is playing goldfish. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yo, look, black men. If everybody, you're tired, 
Oh, go ahead, Faze. Go ahead. I was going to say, everybody can't be entrepreneurs. Everybody can't be, um, what's it called? Right. Hustlers. Everybody can't, everybody can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I mean, but, but what everybody can do is find where they can fit in the solution of the problem. Right. Right? So there's going to be people who are going to be on a political game trying to set up policies and, and, and rewrite laws and all this shit, right? There's going to be people who are going to be on the entrepreneurs and getting the money so they can fund the organizations. There's going to be people in the organizations. There's literally going to be people in the militias. Because to be, to be honest with you, Faze, this fight is not going to go just simply with us assimilating into their society. Like, there's going to have to be a physical fight at the end of the day, too. Then let motherfuckers know that we're serious. You know how some people say, well, violence begets violence. That's not good. You know, we shouldn't fight. But when you're dealing with the devil and the only thing he understands is aggression, you can't beg him to be nice to you. I mean, that's how I feel. A lot of people are going to disagree with me on that, but you got to look at it. Look at it. Even Mexico went to war with America at one point in time. How do you fight with no assets, though? Like, well, yeah, that I, that's, <laughs> I mean, that that's literally what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying when you when you said that everybody can't be a hustler. What I'm, what I'm saying is that there's going to have to be people to, to 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 make money. There's going to have to be people to create the assets. There's going to have to be pe people to be farming to create the food so you could feed the army. You understand? There's going to have to be people in the law offices. All this shit. Everybody's going to have to find where their skill is going to work in this in in, in the liberation of our people to save ourselves from from another Dwight uh Deontay White right happening again. We had this conversation yeah. back when Obama was president with <laughs> Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown. I'll say this, man. If we, if we have a race war today, we'll lose. Currently, and, yes. and we we going to need we going to need allies, but the, the problem is it's hard to to be uh sensitive to anyone else's cause because you got the bottom of the barrel <laughs> right and and no very much true and you gotta watch out the, the, the piggyback off of phase's point you gotta watch out for these quote-unquote allies too because look at it this way right hashtag stop asian hate right i ain't seen one literally one asian organization step up for this this boy yet Deontay Wright. Y'all wanted us to, to come into solidarity with y'all and, and to help black people stop Asian hate and, and, and attacks on Asian people, right? But where y'all at? Where y'all organizations to help us out? We're the one that's, like Faye said, literally at the bottom of the barrel. We are in the belly of the beast. That's why the, the whole allyship shit doesn't really work because we don't really see them coming with anything tangible yeah my my thing for that is i mean whatever they're asking for they're gonna get because they have skin in the game mm. regardless and we you know uh, again we fight there's gonna have to be a fight but if we're fighting with no shirts on our back no no bulletproof vests no nothing no assets no yeah nothing to bring to the table and nothing to lose and all we're gonna do is lose our besides lives. Our life, yeah. Besides, yep. Yeah. And, and, and what did I say? Um, twenty episodes ago, we show up to these protests, and what? Nothing. Not prepared. Not prepared. No at gear. All. 
No gear. No, Literally. I mean, no supplies. No nothing. We were, yeah, bro. At we least ready for that. We you remember? Ready you remember that. back in 2019 when when the, the Asians over there in China were were were, were basically battling their own government. And while the government was shooting rubber bullets and, and tear gas, they came with umbrellas to block the rubber bullets and tear gas. And they would come with cups to pit over the tear gas so the tear gas wouldn't spread. And they were throwing up signs so everybody knew how to move in motion and where to go. That's organization. Yeah. Black people going to have to get organized. Going to have to get organized. Asian communities, they also have, uh, you know, they also have support from their international uh you know international partners and and, and things and, and like 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 you said that affects revenue regardless exactly. the fact of the matter is we're african american we don't even have uh protection from africa well, we 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 have been cut off and the only protection we're supposed to have is america and right. we don't even have that so that, that's why i said it's it's so funny that you said that yo and i commend you even bringing that point up because that's literally why i said i'm a segregationist simply because in order for black people african-americans in order for us to get the respect that we're due i'm not even talking about reparations here right i'm talking about the respect that we're due we're gonna have to have nationhood so that we have a seat at the table at the united nations because we don't have a nation backing us you understand so to to your Mm -hmm. point because we don't have those things, like you said, these this is why things don't work out for us. But if we had those things, then that's a whole nother conversation. Because now we have a nation, we have a military, we have money behind us if we had our own country. And I'm not saying give us land uh, in the middle of Georgia. You know what I mean? Like, no, right. that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is there has to be a way to... to um, write us off like what you know a lot of people don't know um after slavery ended a lot of african americans went to liberia and and the the liberians over there did not like the fact that american liberians came so they called that tribe liberian americans but the united states government that was a colony over there from the united states government and a lot of people went over there the one thing that those african americans that went over to liberia have is nationhood so they're protected under the United Nations simply because of that. Us here in America, we don't have that protection because we're even though we're Americans, we're second class citizens to this day. And it proves situations like this whole situation with Karan Rosario, this, uh, the lieutenant, and the situation with Deontay Wright proves that we are second class citizens. Yeah, I mean, uh, we... I don't know how we're going to get out of this problem. I think it's always going to be a problem, especially because, you know, our music, everything that we listen to is is, is about getting to the bag and and about individualism. And it's impossible to change that mindset in black people to not, to not be an individual. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you you know what? Yo, Brian, I know you watch this episode every week. We're gonna have to invite you back on, brother. And we, and I and I actually want to have a panel discussion, to be honest with you. Anybody who's listening to this, yo, hit me up. You can hit me up personally, or you can hit phase up, you can hit me up on Instagram, hit me up in the DMs. It's your boy concept on, on, on Instagram. And uh, you can hit up uh Jay Boogie Styles on Instagram too. If y'all want to get up on these discussions, 
come up on a panel because I, I think that that's a conversation that needs to have phase about the effects of music on the black man and, and black oh, woman. Oh man, Josh will love that conversation because he has a lot, a lot of words. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 I think, I think it's time. And, and I love that this space is a space for black male opinions. But I also want to put out there that um, I think it's time that the Earn Time More podcast has a third opinion, mm-hmm. right? You got FaZe's opinion, you got my opinion, and I would really like it to be a female, to be honest with you. But if it's a male too, that would be dope as well. So um, again, hit us up on on you know on our respective social medias, and um, we could chop it up and do business because. I'm ready for this thing to go. I'm ready to fly now, man. It, it's it's time for us to get off that landing strip and start flying. Ready to fly the lightning? What, what do you say? Uh, uh, ride the lightning. Ready Fuck. to ride the. <laughs> Yo, he got fired too, by the way. Fuck him. Yeah. Fuck him. And he wasn't white, y'all. The Nick, well, he was white, but he, he was Hispanic. But uh, yeah, that's that, y'all. Yo, this is episode forty-six of the Earn Time More podcast. Wait, 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 wait. What, what's going on? We we already uh yeah we already invited Hispanics to the barbecue. They they even have uh the ability to say nigga. So no 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 we no already no. fucked up. No 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 no. Let, let let let's end that here right now. The only group, the only place in America that has allowed Hispanics to say nigga is New York City, and New Yorkers are gonna have to deal with that one. I'm black New Yorkers gonna have to deal with that one because. Hispanics down here in Atlanta, when they use the N-word, they get their ass fucked up. You go out there to the West Coast, they get their ass fucked up. Nah, if you go down to Florida, them Zoles will fuck you up. So I'll just say this. New York, you got a lot of explaining to do when it comes to allowing these Hispanics, especially these white Hispanics. I ain't talking about you Afro-Latinas, the ones who look like me but speak Spanish. We're talking about um, niggas who look like Takashi 69 you feel me? Yeah. Brooklyn, y'all got some explaining to do. And that's a fact of moment. <laughs> North is blind in general. But that's oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, them niggas live in a bubble. They, they all in a bubble up there. And, right. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that, that's... They, they let them Italians say whatever they want. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Again, that, that's another conversation. Yeah, right. right. Um, anyways, y'all... This is episode 46 of the Earn Time More podcast. And um, hey, y'all, don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe on this motherfucker. Sure. You know what I mean? And don't forget to subscribe over there on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Google Podcasts. You know what I mean? We on a streaming game heavy. Faze, you got anything else to say tonight? Oh, I have one thing. Did you watch Invincible yet? Nah, I, I, I watched the first uh, three episodes. Nigga, that shit good. It, it is good. I, I haven't seen the fourth or the fifth episode. I mean, I know, it, I know, like they they had a what's the devil nigga from uh from Marvel? What's his name? Hellboy. They had the little Hellboy, Hellboy nigga. Hellboy a lot of they had Flash in there. It's like a mixture of Marvel. Uh, DC. I'm mad that he, I'm mad that he got killed. Spoiler alert! Yeah, but, but um, in the first five seconds. But it's dope. It's like <laughs> Superman and Superboy. It's a story about Superboy. Right. Basically, right? I, I thought it was a story about the Saiyans, the Super Saiyans. They go to it different worlds and conquer. Yeah. Well, no, but he said he used the word protect. That's well, the word he used. But that's yeah. the word he used. Bro. Yo, but yeah, check out Invincible on Amazon Prime. And uh, I want to do a separate episode on them because I'm not a fan of trauma porn. 
but we're gonna have another conversation. <laughs> yeah, jeez, yeah, especially yeah. after this episode, what we was talking about. I'm not a fan of trauma porn, but uh, yeah, but anyways, <laughs> y'all, um, this is the Earn Time More podcast, and we're gonna holler at y'all on the next one. Peace. Peace.